This is Kindred of New York, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play story. I'm your storyteller, Yurko, and my troupe includes JT as Mick Birmingham and Trish as Valerie Moreau. This is episode 11, Inquest. We left off with the two of you in the hallway outside of your rooms at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. A haven graciously lent to you by Valentine, who is swiftly becoming your patron, so to say. Valerie, with your extrasensory perception, you got the slightest hint that there may be something else here with you in the hallway. Just as you two were about to head out for the night to take care of your various business, you actually made quite a few plans. But then a voice in a hushed tone, clearly standing less than a foot from the both of you, told you that you'd have to cancel your point. And in the next moment, he becomes visible to both of you. In Nosferatu, who you have both seen at Elysium, he's tall and severely hunched forward with a pasty bald head, a sort of flattened face, and a mouthful of needle-sharp teeth, which you can see rub his gums to bleed every time he opens and closes his mouth. I believe you all, you two know his name. Right? You know who this person is? I can't recall it right this moment, but I know exactly who he is. He was the prince. He was the prince. Mm -hmm. He is now the primogen of the Nosferatu in New York. Um, Oh, yeah, no, I can't remember it. I can't. I I probably have it written down, too, but... The only other name that I have that I don't feel like we've met up with again is Calibros. That's it. Calibros. That is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. One. There you go. I knew it started with a fucking. It Jesus says with a C for the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a K yeah. sound, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I just love the Nosferatu at this point. I don't care if they're against us or with us. Like, I just like the Nos at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if anything ever happens to Mick, I'm rolling a Nos. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean it. I, I mean fucking it. love the Nos, man. Mm hmm. It'll open up a whole new world for you if you do. I mean it. Calibros, he is not shy. He's standing right there next to the both of you, and he just pops into existence in front of you as far as your uh, perception goes. Um, Mick's going to turn, like, to face him, but he's going to try and be in front of Valerie a little bit not like blocking like his vision of her just like kind of like a protective thing you know 
being a meat shield. You both know who I am. I'm f familiar. Follow me. And he kind of starts to just trudge down the hallway. He's a big guy. His feet kind of hit the the floor with a with a plop plop. Right. Mm -hmm. He's not wearing shoes. Okay. He looks back to see if you're following. Um. Nick's gonna look at Val. Uh huh. I don't. I don't like this, Mick. I don't like this at all. He may have something to tell us. Okay. You don't right. have to come if you don't want to, but I'm going. No, she does. No. You well. both are coming. What's this about? He, you see him kind of, he looks at you and he asks the question and you see him kind of roll his eyes and the prince wants to talk to you. Oh. Rice. All right. Well, I suppose that's. Yeah. Right. Get it Let's... now. I okay, understand. Right, well, we'll, we'll see. Yes. I, we'll see just what it's about. Come on. Let's go, Valerie. Texting Sophia cancel plans with Valentine. Hey. Leave that here. I'm not comfortable with that. The prince is inviting you to a conversation and you want to bring a cell phone? Leave it here. You got one? He looks at you, Nick. Um... Yeah, don't. I don't need it. And he'll just throw it in his room real quick. <laughs> just. <laughs> Mallory's finishing that text, um, and sending it, and then putting it in her room. Damn it. Good. All right. Well, follow me. Again. You'll make sure that you're following him. Yeah. He leads you down the hallway to uh, what seems like a service elevator. He brings you in. He presses a button for a uh, basement level. Starts a long, slow descent down the length of the building. Gives you, gives you a lot of time to just stand here in the presence of this deformed monster, frankly. He's, he's more than crid. He's mm -hmm. terrifying to look at. He really seems like, like a boogeyman. Is this your, is this your bit? You retrieve people for the prince. I do a lot of things for the prince. Hmm. Just curious. Uh, wasn't meant to sound judgmental. Well, 
kind of fucked it up then. I'm often guilty of such things. He just stands there quietly. Mick smiles. Sincere. <laughs> He's not looking at you. That's fine. He's got his back to the both of you. He's just facing the doors. And Valerie's in probably like whatever opposite corner she can get into. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when somebody, when people walk into an elevator, they all spread out. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, yeah. yeah. He's Mick's standing not. right in the center. Mick's and right behind him. He doesn't yeah. care. Up yeah. on the railing. No. <laughs> Eventually, the elevator reaches a basement sub-level, you know, where all of the all of the work that goes into maintaining a big hotel like this, this is where the work gets done behind the scenes, all the cleaning and the, the washing and whatnot. The doors open up. There's nobody else there. Calibros leads you out into this sub-level. And he leads you to a closet a big like like industrial like cleaning closet he opens the doors he pushes aside some boxes of cleaner and he reveals a hatch which he opens up and you can see that there's kind of like a rebar ladder that descends below the surface of the earth. He just gestures for the two of you to head down. Want me to go first, or do you want to go? Oh, you can go first. Alright. Sorry. (laughs) Mick heads down. You find yourself in a open, uh, a, a rather wide sort of tunnel area, which doesn't seem like it's part of the sewer. It seems like it might have been purpose built, but for Calibros, for who? Valentine? Someone else? For something else? Who's to say? Hmm. After you get down there, Mick, and after you follow Valerie, because Calibros will insist, Calibros will descend, wrapping these big, muscly fingers around each bar. His feet, which are wide and heavy, barefoot, like I said, with these distended toes. Seems like he might have like an extra digit in a few in his toes. He hits the ground next to the two of you, and he starts walking. Mm, do you guys think you could tell what direction he's walking? You mean like uh, cardinal direction? Yeah. Was well, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> uh, we don't have like a, like a navigator's tools. No. I'm well, so I allowed wise. to bring my 18th century compass. Like, <laughs> is that okay? 
I guess he's just leading you wherever you think he might be leading you. And... Five points in streetwise, would that help? No. No? The direction of the sewers? <laughs> Not the sewers. Oh. Oh, oh, man. Both of you stay close. Don't lose sight of me. Done. Valerie immediately grabs the back of Mick's shirt. He, yeah, he'd hook his arm into hers if she'd let him. Yeah, sure. As the two of you are following Calibros, he is leading you through these tunnels for 10 minutes, then 20 minutes, half an hour, getting to be about an hour. Quite the walk. Yep. Valerie, uh, I would like for you to roll um, five dice. Just any dice? Just roll five dice and add your hunger. That, that's not bad. That's not that's not foreboding. Ominous. Oh yeah, it is. <coughs> so I only got one success. Only got one success? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you are walking through these tunnels, Valerie, you pass by where there's an intersection one tunnel sort of meets, meets the tunnel that you're in uh, and you notice something uh, a silhouette standing in the archway of that and instinctively your eyes kind of flick toward it and you see a Nosferatu a vampire he's got these sort of big bat ears you might say maybe they're just kind of skin flaps on the side of his head and mm -hmm. his face is kind of snubby and like smushed upwards he's looking at the three of you and when you look at him you make eye contact with him he seems a little startled and he just kind of slinks backwards deeper into the tunnel that he's hiding in, where he's watching you two from. Hmm. Mick, you see none of this. Mick, as far as you can tell, the three of you, Mick, Valerie, Calibros, are completely alone in these tunnels. Walk, walk. Valerie's definitely focusing on that area for a minute. Hmm. Like... Hey. Pay attention, you're gonna trip. You don't want to trip down here, I don't think. No, no, I don't I don't I don't think so. I how much longer? I'll tell you when we get there. After your time in the tunnels starts to sort of I don't know together i guess you might say after you've been down here a while just walking and 
what might feel like kind of a nondescript uh, area. Calibros leads you to a set of stairs. Just these tiny little stairs, maybe like a foot and a half in breadth. A larger person would feel cramped on their shoulders trying to get up this little staircase. It leads pretty steeply upwards into the wall. And at the top of these stairs is another little hatch, which Calibros opens up and he heads up first and he pulls the both of you up behind him. Pulls us up behind him? He uh, reaches a big muscly hand down. Ladies first. Uh, she'll take his hand. He wraps his fingers around your wrist and he lifts you up like you weigh nothing. Just whoop. He just pulls you straight up until you're dangling in front of him like a fish and he sets you down on the floor next to him. And he reaches down for you, Mick, to do the same. Uh, Mick, just reach up and take his hand. Or jump up and take his hand, whatever. Mm. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You're in a sort of service floor. Honestly, not entirely dissimilar to the one that you left at the Waldorf. Calibros leads you to another big industrial-sized elevator. He calls for it. Door opens. He gets inside. He presses for a floor well, well high in the sky. And same business heading up now. If we're just going to ride the elevator in silence is the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, I think at this I, point. Yeah, Valerie's probably like shooting Mick looks like terrified. But. Eventually the elevator doors open. And. They open to a rather spacious area that doesn't seem like it's really being used for anything at the moment. There are lights on. There's like marble flooring and paneling on the walls. And it's overall clearly a very expensive looking place. It just it just reads New York money, right? And then Calibros leads you through this space until you come to a door. And he opens the door. And inside this room, there are two tables that are arranged in a V-shape. These two long wooden tables. There's... I have to count. 
six people on one table. Six people on the other. We're fucked. And in the center, sitting in a chair all to herself, is Prince Penard. The two of you might recognize the 12 people total who are in here with Penard. There's very many of them. Some of them you know. Thomas Arturo is here. Eugenio Estevez is here. Carter Vanderweiden is here. Marlena is here. Robert Larson is here. And... How the fuck am I blanking on her name? Valerie Duval is here. <laughs> Among them are other individuals that you might recognize. There's the woman who wears a hijab who was introduced to you as Samira. Father Hakim, right? Indeed. Mm -hmm. There is also the very old white man in the wheelchair who is accompanied by the younger man who wears a blindfold. He stands out. You remember seeing him at Elysium. I forget that detail. It was a while ago. Yeah. None of you really spoke with him, but he physically very much stands out. So Yeah. Other than that, you see a number of different individuals who can generally be boiled down to looks like old money. People who just have that air of influence, of importance. Hmm. They fill out the rest of the Primogen Council who you have not come to meet personally. Fun fact, not that either of your characters would know this, as New York is all that you know, but this is an exceptionally large Primogen Council for a Camerillicity. Most of them probably have like five to seven individuals, but um, Bernard likes to make sure everyone's represented. Think Calvros is going to be joining them? Yes, I fucked up the math. Uh, one table would have six, and the other table would have five seats, with a space open for Calvros to come and take his place among the primogen. It's a big seat. <laughs> As you enter, Penard. She's wearing this, I suppose you might say casual dress. It's a um, high-class casual dress for a woman in the 1950s, perhaps. She's reclining somewhat in her seat, but her posture is strict and upright, and she sort of looks down from from her 
place which is physically not all that much higher than you, but she ensures that there is this demeanor about her, this air of exceptional ex exceptionalness <laughs> exception <laughs> she wants you to know she looks down at you <laughs> will someone please bring chairs for our guests and all of the primogen kind of look around at each other as if to think like who's going to be the one to bring the chairs who's going to be the bitch <laughs> and then one by one they all kind of look at Larson yeah I figured until everyone's looking at Larson oh my guy and then he he doesn't look pissed he looks very much like he's used to it and then after a moment he just stands up, his chair squeaking against the floor as he does, and he leaves to the side of the room where there are a couple of chairs waiting for whatever this is. He brings two over, one for the both of you. Thanks, Lawson. He hesitates for a moment as if the worst thing you could do right now is speak to him and then without acknowledging you he sets the chairs down behind you and he returns to his seat being polite Mick oh he would have said that to Valerie I'm sorry oh yeah <laughs> Mick just don't just don't Bernard looks across at the two of you. I've invited you here so that you could explain some things that have happened recently. Some things which have come to my attention. Gladly. We'll start from the beginning. I understand that you had some interactions with Primogen Larson and our Scourge, Miss Duval. Correct. What were these interactions concerned with? Thinbloods. As I'm told they are referred to. If there's another term, I'm I'm not aware of it. That's as soon as you say the word Ben Blood, there's some agitation amongst the primogen. You can see a couple of them kind of roll their eyes. Uh, one of them openly scoffs. Penard speaks up. And what is your experience with the Thin Bloods? Seem to be individuals in a unfortunate circumstance, not being told how to deal with their situation and left to fend for themselves where they're ultimately going I to... I did not ask for your, your opinion on their condition. I asked your experience with them. 
They seem... scared. Excuse me? Let me be a little more specific. It's a little more than that. Some of them I've interacted with are fucking terrified of me for just There's looking at them. a bit of a commotion as you swear. And then there are others that wish to have my head on a pike because... I don't know, they have outward aggression towards me. They're afraid. I think that's it. Even the violent ones, I think they're just afraid. That's my experience. They're scared people. The blindfolded young man standing next to the ancient cripple, if I may speak bluntly, he raises his voice and interrupts you and he says Prince Pennard Mr. Payne wonders if this is really worth our time clearly these two clearly these two are of little worth he asks me to say Pennard listens to this you can see This man in the wheelchair, he's crooked and crumpled, his head lying fragilely to the side of his chair, but you can see his expression. He is disgusted with your behavior. It's obvious. Good. That's the player saying that, not the character. <laughs> It's okay, Trish. You're stressing me out, my heart. I'm holding back. Believe me, I'm holding back. The prince listens to what the young man in the blindfold says, and she seems to think on it for a moment. And then she looks at you, Valerie. Perhaps you could give a more clear answer. What was the experience that brought you to the attention of Primogen Larson and Scourge Duval? What was your experience oh. with the Duskborn? When we had returned from Elysium, this most recent one, uh... We had found someone killed in our club, and we were looking for them. It was a thin blood by the name of Emily, and... When you say Emily's name, you see Duval smile real wide. Her fangs are out. I will also... Distend my fangs. Just because. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um. And we found her, um. And had a vote among the coterie before Devola passed, and they gave her to Larson. What happened after that, we don't know. But that was. The 
first experience we had. But you found her? Yes. With help. To my understanding, that was not the last altercation you had with the Thin Bloods. Is that correct? Correct. Please elaborate. Mick had found another by the name of Janet. Um, Mick, where did you find her again? Um, shit. Uh, we never solidified a city for where his family lives. They live in Queens. Oh, did we say that? Uh, uh, we didn't specify a neighborhood, but... A neighborhood in Queens. I can't remember the specific one. And um, also, you might not want to disclose that. I, yeah, no, no, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I'm, we um, are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Same thing. We made a decision to give her over to Tharson. Duval sort of speaks up, she says. How absolutely altruistic of you. Such a kind thing to do. And she smiles real wide and real pointy. She looks at the two of you, and she looks over at Larson, who has his eyes just glued to the table in front of him. He does not make eye contact with her. Looks like he's trying to pretend that he's not there. Pinard speaks up and says, Duval, please. Valerie Duval, kind of smiles a little bit wider and then sits back quiets down and the third found another in Grand Central but he's dead now hmm. and was that your doing? no um, no it was not um, we were attacked actually by um other thin bloods um and uh someone Some... intervened and dispatched them sent another... by someone oh, sorry as soon as you say that Mick, another primogen one who neither of you have met you might have seen him you might recognize him from elysium uh and in fact as he leans forward valerie you recognize that he was at Arturo's soiree mm. that Valentine brought you to. Oh. He leans forward and he speaks with a Russian accent. The ones with the Feng tattoo. Yes? Y yes. Oh, yes, very much. Yes, exactly. And they had, like, weaponized blood or something that they were using. Fuck. Sent yes. by someone named Jake. Right. I believe. That's Tuchka, what you told me. Please watch the language. <laughs> the uh, Russian primogen. That's as much as you know about him. He kind of sits back 
as the prince chastises him. I do want to say, although I'm over here freaking out and having a panic attack, Valerie's very, you know, present and engaged mm -hmm. in the conversation. Um, you know, shoulders back, trying to be a, I don't know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nick just looks very entertained and agitated at the same time. Mm -hmm. He is not sitting back. He's probably leaning forward with his arms on his knees. Very about to jump sort of stance. Valerie Moreau. I hear you are making acquaintances. And as the prince says that Arturo leans forward a little bit as if, you know, it's it's his time to sort of take the stage. And he says, that she is my prince. I know this one. She's quite a formidable young thing. And then you see Prince Bernard kind of give him the side eye and he corrects himself. Young kindred. Bernard nods and says, and what of her coterie mates? Oh, I don't know him. The prince thinks on what you have said. Tell me more about Jake. I can honestly say we don't know much about Jake. Um, Emily had mentioned him briefly. Uh, Actually, it was mm, what's his, uh, the gentleman that mentioned Jake to her. Maxwell Fry. Right, from the, um, the Baron. There Anna. is a disturbance across yeah. the room as you mentioned that name. Many sit up the Russian says again, fucking fry. And Penard says, Kutka, please. And she looks at him, and when they make eye contact, he you can see him grit his teeth a little bit, and then he sits back. She kind of turns and faces the two of you again. You've dealt with Anarchs in this matter. Bumped into them, yes. We have reason to believe that these thin bloods, these branded duskborn, that they identify themselves with the Anarch movement. Hmm. You hear Larson, baby teeth. What, is, what was it? Baby teeth. There's a moment of quiet in the room, and then Pinard looks over at him, and she asks the exact same question. What did you say, Larson? Baby teeth. They call themselves the baby teeth. 
There's a bit of snickering. Duval especially seems to find that very funny. Larson, you and I will have a conversation about what else you know of these baby teeth. Make a comment about this. Informative. Please. You stated that it is believed that they're aligned with the Anarchs. I would say it's probably a sure thing because Fry was trying... We encountered Fry when we were looking for Emily to give to Larson. Fry was trying As to- As you are speaking, the door behind you opens. There's footsteps, a heavy dunk dunk, and then a, a clink of someone walking with a cane behind you. Dunk dunk, clink dunk dunk, clink. And yeah. From your vision, or if you turn around to look, yeah, Boss Callahan, yeah. who you recognize from his visit to Alicia, he enters the room. Uh, excuse me, all of you, kindred. Some of my colleagues amongst the movement don't respect other people's time, unfortunately. But I am here now. He sort of comes around. Pinard looks at him and she gives him a bit of a glare and says, I do not expect excuses, Callahan. And Kutka sort of leans forward and says, I would also expect the boss of the Anarchs to be able to control them. Callahan gives him a vicious glare. And then Pennard says, Sit down, Callahan. You can see Callahan... He gives one last dirty look to Kutka, and then he takes a seat for himself, and he sets it uh, at the head of one of the tables next to Vanderweiden, who visibly kind of leans away from him. Bernard speaks up. As we have come to understand that this is a matter pertaining to the Anarch movement, I thought it prudent that Callahan join us to offer his insight. He's been a cooperative ally thus far. Perhaps he can help us root out the less cooperative elements among his associates. Isn't that right, Callahan? Callahan nods and says, Many of the younger kindred of the Anarch movement have a unreasonable tolerance for the Thin Bloods. It 
it can only bring trouble, as it has been. So, let us stamp this out. Pennard nods, and she looks at the two of you, and she says, You were saying? Fry was the one... Let me start over. We were looking for Emily... We came into contact with Fry. Fry was the one who mentioned Jake, saying to Emily, but what about Jake? Something like Jake will miss you or whatever. So the connection seems correct as you are to assume. We have heard of this Jake before. Hmm. Kutka leans forward. Yes, he is the one who is causing me so much trouble. And... Let me ask you, the two of you, Ascension, the club gifted to you by the late Toriador's sire. Mm-hmm. I ask that you speak honestly. Did the destruction of this establishment have anything to do with these thin bloods? I will. <laughs> I will not embarrass myself, frankly, to refer to them as baby teeth. Well, um, to be. And you can. <laughs> We don't know for sure. Valerie saw something, and after what I witnessed the other day, I think there's a high possibility it might have been. We woke up during the day when it was burning. And as we left, um, because we couldn't stay there, um, I turned and looked above the, the club, and there was someone floating, flying, mist. I, I couldn't get a clear view as, you know, trying to protect myself at that time. Uh, if you have asked uh, if there were wings, I didn't see wings. I feel like I need to say that. Um, that's all I know. So what they showed they could do with blood the other day, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is flying around like a... Never mind, I'm going to watch my mouth. Larson, have you known the Thin Bloods to lie Larson kind of shuffles in his seat a little bit and he looks up and he says it's the first I've heard of anything like that my prince and Duval immediately sits up straight and she leans forward and she says he's lying he's holding information to protect the Duskborn Larson for the first time, looks over at her and he snaps back. You think I would lie to the prince about something like this? I am a primogen on this council. And Duval interrupts him. A primogen? A joke? A bad one? And when you slip up, I will get my fangs into you. And she has her 
fangs on full display as she says this. And in that moment, Pennard says, Quiet, both of you. And the air in the room sours. There is immediately an overwhelming air of dread, of intensity. All eyes turn to Pinard, including the both of yours, against your better judgment. There is a radiance of power about her. Duval, some decorum, please. Put those away. <laughs> Mick nudges Val because yep. he knows damn well she has her <laughs> teeth out. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> Duval kind of shrinks in her seat. She looks much more defeated than you've ever seen her. And she closes her mouth and her her tinks her tinks her fangs disappear behind her lips. It sounds to me like the two of you have gotten yourselves involved in this mess. You Unfortunately. You said you got yourselves involved with a Duskborn called Emily. You said that this got you involved with Maxwell Fry, who got you involved with someone named Jake, who appears to be involved with these thin bloods. You suspect, I believe you said as much, that these thin bloods were responsible for the fire, which claimed not only your property, but your coterie mate. And it seems that this connection to Jake may also be why you were attacked, as you said. You used that word, attacked. Yes. Um, yeah, they uh, broke into my apartment after we had brought, well, Mick had brought Dominic in there. Um, I found another was, stray. Yeah, that was that was the one that's that's no longer alive. Mm -hmm. um, a stray. Do you make a habit of taking in strays, Mick? These particular kind? Yes, lately I have. I've had an interest in their situation, despite how it is looked down upon. I dare another, say that's what interests me. Another primogen, a... A man looks to be perhaps his, like, mid-50s with uh, like a lion's made of black hair, which is slicked back. He kind of leans back and he says, well, we'll see the trouble that has gotten you. And Nothing worth doing is easy. 
It's not all for reward. Do you suspect now, Mick, that your empathy has been misplaced? Yes. Say that again? Not yet. They're still not all like that. Everyone kind of turns to Larson again as he speaks. I don't know what's up. I don't know... I don't know all the details surrounding these baby teeth. I don't know all the details surrounding Jake, but I know that they're still not all like that. Prince Pennard, if I, if I may, um, Larson, when you came to pick up Janet, I asked about Emily and you turned away. We've told- we've heard from many people that she was special. Care to tell us what happened? She's special to Jake. He's just staring daggers at you. I Duval, was actually- sorry. Or, Duval uh, is looking over at Larson and smiling with her fangs retracted. Seems like she's eagerly awaiting his answer. Mickey, you were going to say something? I was actually told that I pissed off a lot of people because I took Emily away or something like that because I handed her to Larson and she, I'm assuming it meant she wasn't on the Anarch side of things, so... Just to back up Val's statement that Emily was special, I believe that she is where this all began. She didn't sleep when we do. Yes, she was, she was, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A daywalker. Yes. Is that special, Larson? It's rare, but it's not unheard of. I think what made Emily special was was her relationship to this Jake. Mm. Best I could tell. I brought her in when you gave her to me. I started doing what I do. I won't go into details. And when he says that, he kind of flicks his eyes towards Duval. I didn't ask her any questions. I don't do that. I don't know what she was to Jake. I did my best. But I found her, didn't I? Larson just looks down at the table. 
Valerie just shaking her head at Larson. Um, so she's dead. Right, Valerie? I found her, and I cut my teeth into her, and I ripped her throat out, I drank her blood, and then I cut her head off. She was screaming the whole time. Oh good, I'm, I'm glad to know why Jake's so pissed off now, because you've... Good, good. That's wonderful. And it would have been easier if you had cooperated from the start, darling. You know what, you're right. He'd be after you instead of me. It would be a lot easier, you're correct. The blindfolded man, the blindfolded young man standing next to the crippled primogen says Mr. Payne wonders why we bother to protect these thin bloods clearly they are a threat clearly they are unmanageable Larson seems to kind of answer that they're not all like this, and there's there's just too many of them. There's never been this many at one time, and I can't I can't manage all of them. I'm doing my best. Kutska, Kutska the Russian primogen says. Apparently, your best is not enough. There are masquerade breach waiting to happen. You should have seen what Emily did in the bathroom. A masquerade breach waiting to happen because nobody helps them. I could have been a masquerade breach because I was practically left with nothing. Of course they're gonna fuck up if nobody helps them. I think the solution to this problem should be rather obvious, my prince. This is Duval. Mm. We have too many thin bloods. We need more scourges. I could always use the help. Can I just raise a point that perhaps killing these people for masquerade breaches that aren't their fault if they'd be taught properly might be what caused these... I'm just going to use the word because nobody else has resistances to spike up. Perhaps when you oppress a group that is already downtrodden, they're going to band together. If they were perhaps helped Calm instead... down. Apologies. 
they were perhaps helped. Instead, as I understand, Larson can is trying to do. Maybe these sort of things wouldn't happen, or at least wouldn't be as severe. Mick, you know I hate arguing with you, but the ones that we have given him... Where's Janet? I can't tell you that. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but that's the whole point. He has... It has been stated that he gets them somewhere safely. He doesn't tell other people where they go. Yeah, Emily was safe. Well... I'm... I'm trying my best. There's only one of me. And there's more now than there ever have been in this city. Like I said, there's just too many for me to handle. I can't keep track of all of them. I can't teach all of them. I can't make sure they're all keeping their heads down. Did you say there's more thin bloods than, say, um, Toreador in the city? Just curiosity. I don't quite understand the numbers. I. I mean, it's not like I can take a census, right. but from what I've seen, the thin bloods might be the most populous. You could see that he was about to say clan, but he stops himself. Mm -hmm. There might be more thin bloods in this city right now than any one clan of kindred. There might be more thin bloods in this city right now than kindred. That is a lot for one person to handle. I would think. Prince Pennard, please, if I... You can see all of the Primogen kind of look at Pennard to see how she is going to answer Larson's request. Then, after a moment, she gives him a nod. Whatever's happening right now, it has to have something to do with Jake and these thin bloods who call themselves baby they must have something to do with why there are so many if we could solve that problem we could deal with jake figure out where they're all coming from stem the tide get things back to normal then then the peace that you brokered that could persist and New York can continue to be a city where everyone has a chance Bernard leans back and she thinks on this Callahan What is the common NARP sentiment on the matter? 
well, my opinion is that the Thin Bloods are a greater liability than anything. And she interrupts him and said, I did not ask your opinion. I asked for the Anarch sentiment. You can see him kind of settle himself. He clearly does not like being talked to that way. Most of the other Anarch leadership do not have my pragmatic outlook on the situation. Many of them, frankly, are soft. And if you were to antagonize the Thin Bloods, many of them would... Many of them would interpret that as an overreach of your power. Some of them even consider the Duskborn to be, by their nature, members of our movement. I do not agree, but you asked the common sentiment. Kutska again kind of speaks up and says, it seems the boss Callahan does not have so firm a grasp on the sentiment of the Anarchs. Are you sure you lead them? Or do you just stand over them? Callahan kind of bites back. I would like to see you organize such a large population of kindred. True kindred cannot be manipulated. That is what the Anarch movement is about. What do you do? Push ghouls around on a little chessboard over in Brighton Beach? Kutka kind of leans back and he, and he snickers a little bit as if he doesn't really need to respond to that. Anard. takes a moment to think on everything that's been said. And she says, I believe I've heard enough for tonight. I will think on the matter and I will make my decision. Now, the two of you are dismissed. And at that point, Arturo kind of leans forward and he says, actually, my prince, while these two are here, perhaps we should settle the matter of their domain in Bushwick. I'm Penard. so glad that you mentioned that. Penard looks over at Arturo and says, what about their domain in Bushwick? We have important matters to discuss, Thomas. Turo kind of smiles and says, Isn't it a matter of your domain, my prince? These two have lain claim to land in your city. We should make it clear whether it is rightfully theirs. I'm sure it is a simple matter. It will be over in only a moment. 
Now, as you might recall, one Elizabeth King, uh, a valued sister of my own clan, gifted that domain to her child, Devola Brightly, with Devola's unfortunate and untimely final death. Is the domain not rightfully the domain of my dear friend Elizabeth? At that point, Vander Wyden kind of leans forward and says, Well, I must remind everyone that that domain was never Miss King's to give. She resided in that domain at the pleasure of the prince, just as we all reside in our own domains within this city at the pleasure of the prince. And when Miss King offered that domain to for her child, Miss Brightly, it was the prince who declared that the domain would be passed from one kindred to another. Yes, Carter, thank you for elucidating us all on the minutia of the traditions, but I believe we can all rightfully tell that this was a domain passed from sire to child. My prince, did you not grant that domain to a Toreador, Miss Brightly? Should it not return to the Toreador from whom it came? I'm quite certain that she said she granted it to the Coterie and that it would not be a gift specifically for Dear Devola. Mick there, though he should ask to speak next time, I believe, is, I would suggest, correct, my prince. Who said As that? As I... Who said, I'm sorry, who said that? That's Vander Wyden. Oh, okay. I like okay. Vander Wyden. <laughs> I would say that as I recall it, you granted the domain to a coterie. A coterie who has now unfortunately lost one member of three, but the fellowship as a whole still persists. I believe many princes across the country would recognize this as a proper transition of domain, that this domain is in fact theirs. But of course, my prince, the traditions here are enforced through your interpretation. Ultimately, this is your domain, which you may grant as you see fit. Pennard kind of stops and thinks on this for a moment. Then she says, You two. Mick. What was your surname, Mick? 
Uh, oh. Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Birmingham. Birmingham. And Valerie Moreau. It seems to me that you have, though some may argue through no intention of your own, nevertheless, you have antagonized these Anarch Finbloods. You've made an enemy of this one who calls himself Jake. You've brought their wrath upon a domain which I granted you. I'm not certain that the two of you deserve a domain in my city. I'm not certain that you could properly care for it. That you could maintain our traditions in the land which I have parceled to you. So, as of now, I am requisitioning the domain in Bushwick. It is mine. It is mine to hunt in. It is mine to make haven in. And I will say that should the two of you rectify this situation. Lay your hand out and in whatever manner you see fit solve our thin blood issue or contribute to such a solution. When you prove to me that you are capable worthy of my hospitality. Your domain will be yours again. Until then, we'll simply have to subsist on those grounds which I grant to the public or on the generosity of kindred greater than the two of you. Do you understand? Yes. Good. I expect the two of you to make yourselves available to... Well. To make yourselves available. You will be as of now, assigned to this thin blood problem. Understood. Good. Now, I will take the rest of this night and however much longer I need to ensure that the details of the situation are properly understood and to form my opinions on the matter so that we as a city as 
one domain, my domain, to move forward on this issue productively. With this matter settled, the two of you are dismissed. Sorry. Uh, Valerie is not saying that. <laughs> I made it this whole time without cursing, then all of a sudden just. <laughs> like... Um. I guess I'll get up and put the chairs. No, I'm not. You know what? No, fuck that. They can put the chairs away. Larson can put the fucking chairs away. Mick will put his chair away. I'm not putting my chair away. I'm walking out then. I'll do a little, little half bow. Mick will, um, as, as he walks out. A little, a little flourish with his hands. <laughs> I am so shocked Arturo still stood up for Liz. Eh. It's all about saving face. Yeah, I mean... How does it look if you turn on one of your own? Did he push that hard? Not really, no. Are we being walked back by Calibros, or are we just... Supposed to find our way home. <laughs> uh, no, you're you've just kind of been turned out to the street. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, we can find the street though. I mean, that makes it easy enough. You can find an elevator. You mm -hmm. can find a window. You look out the window and you see the downtown Manhattan skyline. You realize, after a moment, perhaps, that you are currently in the Empire State Building. Hmm. Ooh. We're far from home, aren't we? Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Christ. So okay. which one of those was was your babysitter? The one who stood up for us. Oh good, at least one of us has someone that cares. I don't even know who your permission is. Uh, the woman with the crew cut and, well, she wasn't wearing a fancy dress this time, but... She was wearing her eye patch. The one-eyed woman. That the one's one who right. didn't speak at all? Mm-hmm. Yes. The one that, when I spoke to her, told me I was a mistake. Same one. Great. Um... Yes. I, as far as I'm concerned, she and I, well, and... Shithead are the only Bruja I'm aware of that are even in the Camarilla, because I haven't met any of the other ones. I mean Gareth when I say shithead. I, I, I know who you mean, Mick. This is a really, really shitty situation we're in, Mick. <laughs> yeah, if only, um, if only, um, um, what did I call her? What was my nickname? Duval. Fat cow? Yes, Stupid fat cow, cow? Something like uh, it that? It fat cow. If only that fat cow could have satiated her need for violence, which is a lot coming from someone like me. Just, you know, for an evening and let the girl live. This probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, no, I think it still would've. Well, it wouldn't cause... have happened to us. It's difficult. Eat at Grand Central. We need to figure something out. 
I mean, we need our own domain. They don't. We can't just get that. We have to fix the situation if we're going to do I'm that. I'm talking about a temporary fix, mix, mix, mix. <laughs> Sorry. Deep breaths. Look, Valentine, let's just focus on maybe. getting back. Let's just focus on getting back to the hotel, or at least within the area first, and then we'll worry about that. I don't know what time it is. I. I don't know, hey, it took about... Hmm. Can I ask you to roll uh, Wits plus Resolve? <laughs> Probably not <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Are there... Are, are we walking back through the tunnels? Did we Did we decide that? Oh, I mean, up to you guys. Um, I thought we were... Because I yeah. don't want to, personally. No, 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 no. You guys do not have a guide through the tunnels. And... Hey, just a heads up, this is all hunger dice. Okay. Fuck you. Oh. Three successes. Three successes. Out of three. Uh, the primogen who you have not met before, but who Valerie recognized from Arturo's soiree. The one who Prince Bernard referred to as Kutka, the Russian one. I kind of liked him. Callahan made a comment about him pushing ghouls around a chessboard at Brighton Beach. And he has a Russian accent. You're making a lot of very silly faces. Are you? <laughs> they're making. Are you putting some dots together? I probably fucked with him, didn't I? <laughs> that is right. Oh um, well, it was worth it. Poppy's worth it. <laughs> I think it is important for you to remember that you. That's how you. Yeah, that job that you did for mm -hmm. Crid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in his territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're getting yeah. the fuck out of here and getting home. Yeah. Or getting uh, back it, to the... it would probably make more sense for you guys to, like, walk out the front door. Uh, you probably don't look like you're supposed to be here, but they don't stop you from leaving, you know? Right. So... It doesn't look like he belongs anywhere. Yeah. He has... <laughs> um, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Is the Empire State Building in the Financial District? I don't know. doesn't matter. You step out uh, into fucking Manhattan, and you guys got a long walk back, unless you want to catch a cab or take the subway. You guys have Absolutely been... going to catch a cab. You guys have been catching cabs this entire time. Um, For free. That's right. When honestly, the subway's probably better. <laughs> it's faster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Instead, we're out here robbing people. Yeah. I feel like Valerie just would not want to take the subway. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, that's why Mick doesn't suggest the subway. Hey, yo, my IRL dad got mugged on a subway in Huntington, so, like, I, you know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, if who's it's... dead hasn't gotten mugged on the subway? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Uh. <laughs> so, so we're getting home, or we're we getting back to the Waldorf Astoria. Mm -hmm. How long is that gonna take? I mean, it, it probably won't take you. You said long. it was like an hour walk when we were done. It was a long tunnels. time. I don't so, know. whatever. Either way, we get back. It doesn't matter that much. I unfortunately, in preparation for this game, did not. 
tied myself walking through the city or you know awful yeah unfortunately um this is a fictional game and i'm (laughs) doing my best (laughs) you're fine Mm -hmm. um you make your way back to waldorf making my way uh however as you enter the lobby, Valerie, roll five oh, no. dice again, please. Add your hunger. Oh, why are you making me do this? I have four successes this time. Oh, four successes. <laughs> Roll. You enter the lobby and sitting in one of those big cushy chairs, just reclining and looking towards the door, you see Victor. Mick? You see no such person. Did we like immediately make eye contact? He's looking right at you. Nick. Yes. Victor. What about him? She's staring. You can uh, you can tell Valerie that. Victor is hidden. You can tell that oh. you can see him only through your unnatural senses. Oh. What about him? Go upstairs. I'll meet you up there. But I'm not a child. Oh, you know what? Whatever. You kind fine. of are. No. Go upstairs. No. Now. I'm going to leave the building. I almost wanted to compel you. You're going to leave the building, you said? Mm-hmm. You just turn yeah. around and you leave out the front door? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll get back to you then. And... Valerie. Hmm. Victor is sitting there in that big cushy chair. Just looking at you. You can tell from the look of it on his face, he expects you to come speak with him. I'll walk towards him. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get in touch with you all night. Where have you been? We just finished a meeting with the prince. My my phone is upstairs. You're staying here in Valentine's Haven, which he 
set aside for guests. Yeah. There was an issue at my apartment. What issue? Um, Thin Blood's broken, beat the shit out of Mick, and I, my apartment was trashed, I couldn't even shut the door. He, Valentine had showed up, and offered us a place while it's being fixed. He kicked in the door with that sword of his, didn't he? Yeah. He stands up. I bet you just loved that, didn't you? That charming savior. Hmm? I was terrified. Victor. Of course you are. But I see that you came out unharmed. Yeah. I'm glad. Are you? Why would you ask me that? Of course I am. Valerie, you're my child. He reaches out to take your hand. She'll... Ver with a lot of hesitation, give him her hand. seems to me that I've released you too soon. This is a difficult time and you've had nothing but trouble since you stepped out alone into the night. I understand that you are struggling somewhat with your domain. I hear that Elizabeth is guarding it jealously. And the prince took it back. Even better. And of course, it wouldn't do for you to be here racking up who knows what sort of debt with Valentine. You know he's not looking out for you out of the goodness of his heart, right? You know he doesn't really care about you. You know that, right, Valerie? He he didn't ask for anything in, in return for he this. He will. He will. And you know that. 
so it just can't do for you to be here anymore. I've set up a place for you in my own domain. You can take Haven there during the day. You can hunt there in the night. I won't ask anything of you in return. And if it's important to you, I'll even let you bring your friend me. Valerie, say yes. Okay. Valerie, say yes. Yes. Good. I'm glad. If you have any more business to wrap up around here, you can do that. That's fine. I'll be here later tonight to pick you up and I'll show you to your haven. You'll spend the day there. Okay. Um. Thank you. You're welcome. And... With that, he gives your hand a little squeeze and he gives you a smile. And then he lets go of it and he heads for the lobby entrance. Mick, what have you been up to in the meantime? Hunting. Hunting, all right. I'm looking Grand for Central? an angry an angry person, preferably. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so you're looking for a particular... Um, Resonance. What? Yeah, resonance, that's the word. Give me resolve and insight, please. <sighs> I do. <laughs> so one? One. One? Got it. That's that a ten. One ten. <laughs> well... <laughs> If only, right? You want to re-roll it? <laughs> Is burn some willpower to re-roll? I mean, uh, that it's a 10. I can't... Is that no, how that we're, works? We're, no, we're being funny. Okay, I was, was going to say, yeah. don't fuck with me like that. Wait, is it only one die that you're rolling? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's why I said <laughs> one? Yeah. I thought you meant you had one success. <laughs> no, no. I only rolled one die and it was a 10. So I, uh, I have a dot in resolve and no insight. So where's... Nick <laughs> has a dot in resolve and no insight. That explains that entire meeting with the prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I like to think it's because he doesn't give a shit, but yeah. 
I've, I have one in composure. I don't know. I you probably should have made me roll waves. I was fucking boiling. I wanted to <laughs> fucking scream at Larson. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should have. So Can yeah. Turn that on me at some point. I will. You're like, oh, you want me to make you roll to keep your shit together? Fine. So one success is not enough to yeah. identify someone who will surely give you the resonance that you want. Yeah. Your other option is to uh, try to manufacture that emotional state. I mean, if I'm good at anything, it's upsetting people. Yeah. Uh, so... First, give me a hunting roll, just to see if you can hunt well enough in general. We're in Grand Central, difficulty five. Three. You're gonna have to re-roll with some willpower if you're gonna make this work. Right. Okay. I'm stressed. Yeah, you just sit on that while we while we get this nope. sorted. Oh, nope. I am. All no. failures. All failures. Two twos and a three. Well, it looks like your hunting is fruitless tonight. You're gonna head back to Waldorf hungry, or do you have something else on your mind? Hmm. I think I'm just gonna... I don't even know if I'm gonna head back. Really? Might find a dumpster somewhere. Really? Yeah. Is he mad at Valerie? Yeah. Oh! Okay, Sat in a room where everybody doesn't know his name, but knows her name. They all scoff at him for everything he says. And then they go home and she tells him to go to his room. He's had enough disrespect for one night. He doesn't need it from his coterie mate, too. Fuck. Uh, this is for me. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just making yeah, sure. No, 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 you're good, yeah. They're... they're giving little heart signs to each other. We all love each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mick, you're just going to find a dumpster for the rest of the night. Like, yeah. He doesn't really have, uh, you know, like property. It all mm -hmm. burned. So uh, what's better, your streetwise or your survival? I believe. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, they're equal. All right. Uh, pick one and roll it with resolve. Eh, two. Two is enough to find a suitable sunproof. Uh, would you call it poor man's coffin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A dumpster. Mm-hmm. Valerie, Victor just left you in the lobby of the Waldorf. What, um... You up to anything before you, you're just ready for him to come pick you up? I'm just gonna go get my things, I guess. Um... Probably check my phone. 
got a lot of texts from Sophia saying that Victor wants to talk to you. Like multiple? Like one from pretty early in the night, basically saying that Victor wants to talk to you. And then one like 10, 15 minutes later, that's like he really wants to talk to you. And then one like 30 minutes later, that's like he seems kind of upset. Any regarding, because I had asked Sophia to text Valentine to make plans for them to hang out, and then immediately texted back to cancel. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what happened with that, but. Uh, nothing in regards to that. I mean, she gave okay. you a little thumbs up saying that she would cancel. Okay. And then nothing. Nothing else. Okay. So it seems like she successfully canceled. Okay. Um. Um. I guess I'm gonna tell Sophia to just text Valentine that I'm leaving tonight, and that's it. She's gonna say, "Should I tell him where you're going?" Can you ask if he can meet with me briefly? Uh, she says, yeah, where? Just in, in my room. Or I can meet him, whatever, whatever works. She acknowledges, yeah. she acknowledges that she will pass this along. She asks, should I say that it's urgent? Yeah. Okay. Later, a little bit later, she sends you a message that says uh, that he's on his way. I'm so stressed. And then about 20 minutes after that, there is a knock at your door in your room. It's past midnight at this point, the latter, the latter half of the night. Um, but you still have probably two to three hours before you might expect Victor to uh, pick you up. Okay. Um, five minute walk, you know, to the door. She'll, uh, she'll go answer it. Valentine's there. He is uh, dressed in a stylish modern kind of I might say like a street suit right like something to look good when you're out on the town but not like street fashion you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying his hair is longer than the last time you saw him and it's done in a very trendy kind of modern nights sort of bun in the back and got a little man he, bun. Yeah, he's got a little man bun. 
it he makes it work <laughs> and he gives you a big smile and he says valerie what is it you'd like to speak about should i come in um she's gonna peek down the hall real quick and just be like yeah i uh yeah yeah you should come in exciting and he glides in and he shuts the door behind him um sorry i know i said it was urgent i um i'm i'm leaving tonight um i you know of course figure through our our contacts it isn't um it's nice to hear that I appreciate the hospitality. You know, I'd rather tell you to your face. How pleasant and polite of you. I was happy to grant it. Uh, is there anything that you were expecting in return? Valentine? I believe I made the terms of your stay clear. I expected you to behave with dignity and decorum in my domain. I expected you not to hunt without my permission, without recompense. You have... You have broken neither of those requests. Even for just staying here? There's nothing I owe you? This is the place where I like to put my friends. I was hoping that we were friends, Valerie. Are we not friends? I, I think so. Um... She she's definitely acting like real fucking nervous and stuff right mm -hmm. now, um, and probably checking her phone, which obviously rude. Um, mm -hmm. But um, Victor's coming to get me in a little bit. So I see. Well. I uh, suppose this is a bit scandalous, no? Do you not owe anything to your own sire? Um... I don't... I'm not sure. Um... He offered for Mick and I to stay there in his domain. Um, I don't know. It's been a long day. I'm sorry, Valentine. Um, we just got finished. Um, the We met the prince a little while ago. 
I thought that might be... Well... I trust this one's well. Canard is... Please do not tell her I said this, but... As I like to say, Canard is... Lovely enough. Is she not? Yeah, that's that's one way to put it. <laughs> um, it was an interesting meeting. But... So <laughs> you've had a difficult night. Your sire now requests your presence in his domain. And we must obey our elders, must we not? So, you are leaving me. And that is what you needed to tell me. Yeah. It is. Hmm. But I hope, Valerie, we could continue to be friends. I, um... Sorry. I would... I would like that, I just don't know... how... Victor feels. He... said that you would still ask something of me... for this hospitality. I... I don't know. Um... I would still like to be friends. Good. Friends are rare. Friends are valuable. He kind of paces, he paces back and forth a little bit and he says, I am always happy to Look out for my friends, Valerie. And all I ask, and he puts a hand on your arm, like your upper arm, is that my friends will look out for me. Of course. Well, there you have it. Go and be with your sire, and perhaps I will see you at the next party. If you ever need someone on, on your arm, just reach out to Sophia. I'll remember that. Oh, and, um, tell Mick I suspect he's smarter than he looks. I will. <laughs> Good day, Valerie. I'll see you again soon. 
he uh, departs. Mick, I feel like given the amount of time, I will let you attempt another hunting roll. Is that something that interests you? In uh, Grand Central? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I know mm. that it, we already like settled where you were spending the night, but mm -hmm. um, you know. Yeah, I'll try again. Valerie's Enjoy. getting a lot of narrative time. Here's some. Sorry. Some mechanical. Oh, it's not. No, it's not your fault. Yeah. All right. Strength and brawl for a hunting roll. Or actually, uh, you could roll result. Oh no, you only have one die. Don't even bother. You can't. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Damn, Mick. That's rough. I mean, I can burn a willpower again. You try. Hell, you might get a critical. Well, I need five successes, right? Yeah. I think I already got two. Mm -hmm. Nope. All failures. God damn. Alright. Well... To the trash bin. Man. That is really rough. It will be rough as if I fail the morning rouse check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mech, will you please give me wits and awareness? Don't you find another thin blood motherfucker? <laughs> I swear to God. We're not doing this again. You know Victor's not gonna let that shit slide. Two. Two? Hmm. Let me make a roll. I'm so stressed. <clears throat> You spend the whole rest of the night hunting at Grand Central, and you do not get any luck. Yeah. It's brutal. It's devastating. As you are leaving, you're heading back out into the street. There's people out and about, right? This is a busy part of town. There are birds you notice birds on the rooftops uh, some pigeons some crows and you notice that one of them is larger than the rest and you recognize that it is a raven Will you please describe to the audience what you just did to oh, the camera? Oh, I gave the bird the finger. <laughs> you gave the bird the bird? Yes, I gave the bird the bird. <laughs> I did indeed. Alright. Well. Uh, a day will pass then. Oh. Shit, no. <laughs> Valerie, you have to wait for Victor. Mm -hmm. in the lobby. Victor comes and gets you in the lobby. He leads you outside to the street where there is a 
car waiting. There's a driver in front. Don't recognize him. Victor has you put your luggage in the back. He has you sit in the back seat while he sits in the passenger side next to the driver. Oh, what an asshole. Sorry. You drive the western side of the island a little bit. And he brings you to Hell's Kitchen. Going down around uh, to that area. It's honestly not that far. <laughs> you pull up in front of an apartment building, which is, you know, it's nice enough. Not bad. drops you off, he leads you upstairs and he presents to you what he calls your new apartment. Which is a little nicer than your old one. Not by a whole lot. Certainly doesn't compare to the wall door. He kind of gestures around and he says... What do you think? It's nice. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. Valerie, I'd like to apologize for the way that things have been since your release. I clearly have not been here enough. Clearly have not guided you the way that you deserve from your sire. I thought that I had in this time. But perhaps not. And I can tell you have been you've been feeling the neglect. So I'm going to promise you, Valerie, that from now on, I will be here. I will be close at hand. You need me. All you have to do is shout. What are you rolling? What are you rolling? See if I'm gonna be spicy. <laughs> I did this last time. Mm -hmm. Why help me now? Like this, the last time you told me I'm an adult and I need to figure it out myself. Why now when like Valentine's offered me help? And I've been trying my damnedest to do everything on my own. To tell you the truth, Valerie, 
Valentine is exactly the reason why. Because I can see now that you are vulnerable to the manipulation of older, more sly kindred. People like Valentine, their nice clothes and bright smiles. And they're dangerous. Clearly you needed help, and because of my... Clearly you needed help, and you found it from an untrustworthy source. You think I couldn't handle myself? I think that who you've come to associate with communicates enough. Do you disagree? Valerie, I'm giving you what you asked me for. I'm doing what you asked. And now it's... What, it's wrong? You don't want it? No, um... I'm, I'm sorry. She's just, like, looking down at her feet. You're right. Um, just thank you for, for the help. You're welcome. I haven't seen Mick. Um, I have no idea where he is. I'm sure Mick can handle himself. Don't no, nobody care about Mick. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. He departs. And Dawn comes soon. So the both of you are going to have to make your rest check. Well, at least something's going right. Yeah. You succeeded? Yeah. You guys both succeeded? Mm-hmm. All right. Barely. Cool. Yeah, because you're on the edge, aren't you, Mick? Yeah, three hunger? Yeah. I'm at three, yeah. All right. Well, the two of you, you're in separate places. How's tonight going to go? I think I got to go hunt. Yeah? <laughs> I got to try. Am I, I, my, you said strength and brawl. Am I, I'm doing grappling too, right? It's the usual. Yes. Yeah. Three. Three. I mean, you uh, know how much you need. Are you going to try to, are you um, going to burn more willpower? 
It's my last one, might as well. Hmm. If you burn your last one, you will be debilitated. We have a penalty to mental and social tests. That's fine. Nobody's worried about <laughs> his intelligence. Five. Five? Yep. Nice. I, I got a grand total. Grand total of five. All right. That's. I mean, that's enough. Now that you know that you're going to succeed at your HUD, let's roll something to try to force an aggravated state. Or actually, hold on. You might not need to. Um, uh, let me pull up my handy dandy little handy dandy little uh can I, <laughs> roll table can i roll dexterity and larceny with my pickpocketing skill to make it obvious i pickpocket someone to piss them off so they <laughs> run after me <laughs> that is I fucking love that that's fun <laughs> okay. i forgot i had pickpocketing as a skill I did too. You should use that sometime. Yeah, I'm trying to right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm uh, mechanically inciting anger. Your oh, phone is still in the fucking room. Mm-hmm. I can't even. Get a, <laughs> I can't even fucking get a hold of you if I want to, man. Like, God damn. Okay, so. Uh, you did not just happen upon the resonance that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a pretty creative... You said dexterity plus larceny. You want to yeah. try to roll? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's up to you, obviously. I don't think it's... Listen, okay, I, I'm sorry to be a party pooper, no, 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 but no. like... You're not guaranteed to actually get the emotional reaction that you're trying to get. So I think instead, um, I would like uh, manipulation plus intimidation. Uh, one. One success? Out of three, yeah. I don't think that's going to be enough, my friend. No. Yeah. So you can eat, but it's not the flavor you were looking for. Okay. Hey, I fucking take it. I take know, that I... double sip. I don't know if I can take a double sip, though. Yeah, I can. Oh, good. I will. Remember, if you... If you really take your time, then you can take a double sip without hurting them. Okay, then yes, I will do that. And that brings you down to one hunger. One, yeah. All right. So now what? I'm gonna Me? text. Oh, sorry. Or, oh, who? Either of you, both of you. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna text Sophia and ask her to see if she can get a hold of Mick. Because Mick has zero idea where she is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> she says that she'll try. I don't have my phone. Oh, that, that, yeah, that you hear? Yeah. <laughs> well, Valerie is hoping that maybe he went back to the room at some point. She left long before the night was over, so he could have come back with ten minutes to fucking spare for all she knows. Yeah. Um, 
Mick? Hmm? Are you going back to the hotel? Yeah. Probably mm -hmm. waited out a little bit, but he'd go back. It would take you time to feed anyways. You gotta go to Grand Central and then all the way back to mm -hmm. where the Waldorf is. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Mick, you... Now, decently fed. <clears throat> you get back to the Waldorf. You head up to your rooms. And you find that your keycard no longer works. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured. Mm -hmm. I'll go back downstairs. Just before you reach the elevator. Ah! Just the men I wanted to see. I oh. have your cell phone. Oh. Uh, thank you. Much appreciated. Valentine is coming at you from the other side of the hallway, kind of a brisk, lively, fast walk towards yeah. you with your cell phone in his hand. Um, a question, because I... What is it you would prefer I refer to you as your... What name would you prefer me use, just so I know? So I don't say something incorrect. <laughs> Nick, after all this time, have I not told you my name? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, is it just Valentine? It's just... Valentine is the name. I, what? for some reason, was of the impression that was a surname, and I... I don't know, I just... It seems so impersonal to speak to someone by their surname. What could be more personal than to speak to someone by their preferred name? If it is your preferred name, then that's, that's of course, what I would do. Or, if you'd like, Monsieur. Ah... Oh, understood. Well, th thank you. Did something occur? Um, hmm. I... I hope all is yes. well. Well, I would expect that you would know. I... It was a rough night last night, and, um, things... I decided it was best that I separate myself from other people for a little while last night, and, um, I didn't come back. Uh, and so I have no idea what's going on. Well, Valerie came back and she said that she was moving. I assumed that that's meant the both of you. I, I would hope so, but it has not been spoken to me. Did she say where she was going? She said that she was going to stay with Victor. Oh. Well, that's fucking wonderful. Alright. Well, do you know what that is? I apologize for asking so many questions. I am just clearly out of the loop. I know that's... Victor has domain in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, all right. That's all right. Well, I guess so, I'll look there course, then. I cannot tell you where he sleeps during the day. I cannot be so specific. That that's totally fine. I'm sure, if I go down there and 
do something to bring awareness to myself, he'll find me. Uh, mm. Assuming that he is as um, studious as you are to your domain. You can Jadar, my friend. It is a point of pride for myself. <laughs> Good thing to be prideful about. You should take care of that which is yours. Nick. Yes. Valerie is... She has a presence about her. Mm-hmm. She leaves an impression. And some people enjoy her company. Or at least... They find her entertaining to be around. As I've gathered. Do not squander that opportunity. I do nothing to push her away. Yes, but... Do you... How do I say? Where will you land if you push yourself away as she rises? If I push myself away from her? Or... Yes. Where do I land? On my own two feet, I certainly hope. Mm. I only have my own two feet, Valentine. No one around here is here to help me. Hardly anybody knows my name. That, so, I Nick, have... if I may speak bluntly, is your own failing. It may be. I am who I am, though. I'll find my footing somewhere, whether it's with someone else or by myself. I would prefer to have company on the way. Mm. I don't prefer to be a lone wolf. Well, that is good. You are too young to be alone. Mm -hmm. Loneliness is a luxury for older kindred. <laughs> Seems so. Well, I suppose I have done all I can to show you the fruits of friendship. Your hospitality has been greatly appreciated, even if it was only because of the company I keep. Mm. Most of what one earns these nights is from the company that they keep. Noted. Be mindful of the company you keep. As I've been told. Yes. Thank you, Valentine. Have a good night. You as well. I shall certainly try. <laughs> he uh, glides back into the hallways of his favorite hotel. So I'm going to Hell's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. Valerie, what? sorry. Yeah, if you check your phone, Mick. Uh, you got a couple of messages from Sophia. Oh. oh. Uh, 
What, what are the messages? What do they say? Like, where? Wh what was it? It was just, where are you, basically? Was that what you were asking? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? Valerie uh, wants to know where you are. Like, um, tell her I'm just chatting with Valentine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is too meta, but. I don't know if it's really in the spirit of the law for you guys to be using each other's names all the time. Probably not. I'm chatting Probably. with Cupid there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You guys should have like emoji code for each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mine would be text. a trash can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sophia, or Valerie says to Sophia, verbate, like tell him this verbatim. Get your ass to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Please. All caps. <laughs> Does she include the please? In all caps, yes. No, no, I mean Sophia. Oh. <laughs> Sophia writes to you, Mick. She wanted me to say, in quotes, get your ass to Hell's Kitchen, please. In all caps, end quote. And then she gives you, like, a little embarrassed emoji. He's oh, going Sophia. to say, um, I appreciate you, Sophia. Do you have an address for me? Um, Valerie, Sophia's going to ask you where Mick should meet you. I'm just going to... I'll give her a street nearby. Okay. Um, not obviously the actual address. Right. You get a so. you get a, a, a street corner, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You get a street corner. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sophia. And uh, as he's starting to head out, he would just follow up with a uh, doing all right, like just yeah, <laughs> trying to, like small talker. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, yeah, exclamation point. I'm doing great. How oh are God. you? That Thanks for asking. That's immediately too much energy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sophia so fucking much. Oh, my God. Uh, he's just going to put glad you're doing all right. And then just a thumbs up emote. <laughs> he's figuring <laughs> it out. He's she says, she says, thanks for asking again. And she sends a little heart. Oh, that's precious. I should mention. I should specify. She doesn't say thanks for asking again. I'm saying she, she says, says thanks, thanks for, for asking, asking, even though she has already said that. Mm hmm. Okay. Got. Got it. Okay. He's just gonna leave that on red and go to Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. Damn, you leave her on red. Well, I mean, what, she's repeated herself. He got the information. He responded to what she asked. Mm. There, end of conversation. <laughs> oh my Every conversation God. ends with someone hearing the final line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, walk, I guess. Mm -hmm. If it's if it's feasible to walk that far. Feasible, probably. I don't know. So, Victor said to just yell if I needed him. It was, <laughs> is it implied? <laughs> like, is it implied that he's in the fucking apartment building? It 
Okay, I. That, it's a that's a common expression. Okay. He's not saying that you should literally yell. Well, obviously, but I didn't know if it's like, oh, he's in the fucking apartment next door, or like. I. I think what he's saying, for what it's worth, <laughs> okay, is. Uh, he'll be more responsive when you try to contact him through Sophia. Okay. Hmm. I didn't know if I was gonna walk out of the apartment and he'd be like walking out of the one next to it and be like, "Where are you going?" Like that's Dex what I was worried about. Vector Victor's gonna pop up every morning in the corner of your living room. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe um, sitting in your breakfast nook. I'm gonna go meet him on the fucking corner. Okay. I'm gonna sure. assume, Mick, that when you get to the street corner, you can see Valerie already standing there. Mm-hmm. Menacingly. <laughs> well, what have you gotten yourself into? What's wrong? Victor offered for us to stay here. What was wrong with the last place? Just... Um, you seem to like um, Valentine. He seems all right. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, you know, Victor said that we could feed here. And um, well, I mean, he said I could. I don't know if you could, but uh, it would just be. Mm. I don't know. Um, but I have an apartment here now, so. What am I to do? Stay with me. Alright. Just making sure what the plan was. I mean, unless you don't want to. No, it's fine. It's fine. Last night, the previous night was a lot. These constant reminders are wearing. I don't mean to throw you under the bus with everything, Mick, but I said I didn't want anything to do with the Thinbloods. I... I was waiting for you to say that in front of the prince and everyone. I very well didn't expect you to have my back. All we can do is try to move past and focus on getting our domain back. We're not getting past anything. We're hurtling head forward into it because they expect us to do something about it. Which, hopefully, will get us our domain back. She didn't say definitely. Although I've put more, I don't even know what the word is. I would believe that she would stick to her word more strongly than some in that fucking viper's nest. So we'll take care of it. I already made a deal to do so, so it'll be done one way or another. Right. 
So. Should probably try and find Gareth. He knows something. Gonna punch it out of him? Maybe. It's the only language that he and I seem to share. happened with Victor um I, I I he just offered for us to stay Mick I don't well you seemed like you were going to tell me something when we were in the building and then you backed out You really just don't want to leave anything alone, do you? I don't know if you realize this, but we're kind of in this together, so your problems are my problems, whether you want to believe that or not. We are individuals, but we are recognized as a group. A pair. They're not problems, Mick. The way you're acting, it tells me it is. And if you're hiding something from me, it is most certainly a problem. Victor didn't like the fact that I was getting close with Valentine. Um, said that, no, um, Valentine would have just asked for something in return at some point. I, I don't know. He thinks he released me too soon. But I wasn't ready. Well, I don't, I can't say I agree with the latter, but about releasing you too soon, but the Valentine part, I mean, it's possible, but he seems above board. He didn't say he wanted anything from me before I left, but you know what? If he came to me asking for something, I say that I would probably do it because he did us a solid. That's just courtesy. Someone does a solid for you, you do a solid for them. And he did it without us asking. He just offered. But, who knows? I could be wrong. I've already been wrong numerous times in this community, whatever you want to call it, society. So, but I don't... I don't think that you're not ready. You're clearly doing a better job than I am. And... What, by flirting with people, going to parties, not really doing anything? 
you're doing whatever whatever little as you are phrasing it that you are doing it is enough people know your name people spoke up for you if you may recall last night that counts for something it sounds to me like he's just it sounds to me like he's trying to control find control over you he's jealous He's just jealous. Jealous. I don't... I know how you feel about... Well, I have an idea of how you feel about him, and you know I have my opinions for the way you act, but it's not to say that it doesn't go both ways. He found somebody playing, and please forgive me, I'm not telling you I look at you this way he saw someone playing with his toy and he wanted it back I don't I don't know how important you are to him I don't know what you mean to him it could be great things it could be selfish things I don't know I don't know what you two do when you scurry off into bathrooms alone but um it just sounds to me like he didn't like what was going on and wanted to seize control. It's like when workers threaten to go on strike or to uh, go on to another place to work, the employer suddenly is your best friend or they're doing whatever they can to get you to come back. Or maybe they'll threaten them into scaring them not to leave. Suppressive bullshit, that's all it is. You think that's the only reason he wanted me here? Well, it sounds like jealousy, wanting to keep you, you... You said he wanted to get you away from Valentine, but Valentine seems perfectly fine to me. I don't trust any of these people. I mean, I didn't like him at first. I thought there was something a bit fucky about him, and maybe there is, but... I mean, as of right now, he seems fine. And your um, sire just wants to get you away from the bad man who's not that bad of a man. I don't know. I'm I'm not the brilliant, most brilliant of minds, Val. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Whether I'm right or wrong, I I don't know. Storyteller. Yes. How would I roll against my bond strength again? Mm-hmm. Uh, one moment. I know it's six. Resolve plus intelligence versus the bond strength. Oh, yeah, six. no. Even with criticals? I mean, with criticals, maybe, but it is a long shot. You would have to crit. You miss every shot you don't take. <clears throat> I would basically have to roll six misses. Oh, I came pretty close. I got, came close? Yeah. What'd you get? Two tens, one's on a hunger die, and then another success. So five. That's five. 
So close. That is close. Oof. Okay. See, it's possible. Burn mm -hmm. willpower to roll, right? He could, but it would be a messy critical. Do I risk it? I mean, I think you should. I think it's, I think it's worth it. And you, you can reroll up to three, right? Three not dice. Yeah. I only have four die, so oh. I have one die to roll on. Mm -hmm. Fucking go for it. Damn, why not? That's a success. I got a seven. So that's <laughs> six successes. That is a messy critical. Messy critical. What am I going to do for this messy critical? Um, Mental breakdown. <laughs> I um... think... I am going to increase your hunger by one Aww. from the stress of it. I think that you have to suffer something. Right. That... But I think that that's more fitting than any kind of outburst or compulsion we could impose upon you at this time. Hunger's a I... bitch, but I would take that. Yeah, like... Mm -hmm. Valerie, you dig deep and you struggle against this psychic, supernatural, unnatural bond that you have with Victor. And what you end up calling upon is your own beast, which, like any wild animal, struggles against any chains you could bind it with. And though your beast slips loose a little bit, represented by your increase of hunger, you find the strength to resist your bond to Victor to say whatever it is, or do whatever it is you were thinking of doing right now when you decided to make this roll. I'm very curious what it was. I'm regretting this now. I'm scared. Oh. Um, Too late now. <laughs> I think. She... Her, her jaw clenches, um... And she's clearly very stiff. And she's trying to force this out. Like, I... I'd argue it might look like she's in pain. Mm -hmm. Um. He's listening very intently to whatever you're trying to say. I, I've been feeding off of him for a long time now. Why? Do I really know why? I think you do. And especially succeeding at that role. I think you found the strength not just to verbalize it, but perhaps to recognize really what it is. When otherwise you might feel compelled to. 
delude yourself about the situation. Um, I, I can't, uh, he controls me, we're, we're bonded, I, That doesn't sound right. Are you well? That looked like that... That took a... quite a bit. Just to say. It did. He's, um... He's gonna... If she lets him, he's gonna take her hand in his. Just like to establish touch, like to... You know, because she seems to be, like, dissociating. That's not right. That can't be. I I know I'm not very well versed, but that just doesn't sound correct. It's all I've known, Nick. For five years... Well, maybe it's time to stop. Thank you for listening. Kindred in New York is made under the dark pack for Vampire the Masquerade and the World of Darkness. The music you heard is by Scott Buckley. Our story will continue every Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.